Hey there, welcome to the Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Gribble. If you do social media for a K-12 school, then you are in the right spot. We're going to talk all about using social media in a safe and effective way to celebrate your students and your staff and all the awesome things that are happening in your school. So let's get started. Hey guys, you are going to meet the OG guest of the Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. That's right, Peg Mannion, APR. My dear, dear friend from Illinois. She is sharing what she shared as the case study for chapter four of my new book, Social Media for Schools. Um, Peg broke down pages you'll run. And she is going to talk about the approach that they take in their 8,000 students in four different high schools she is going to share how they run social media and she gives great advice. You guys are really going to want to lean in to what Peg has to share. And I'd really like you afterwards to reflect on, hey, how does this apply to me? Should I be doing something different? Should I maybe take away a platform? Which is totally fine, by the way. I remember my byline in the book is keeping your sanity. Um, maybe it's time that you take a look at that. So I'm very excited. Um, this is another chapter from the first section of my book, was, which is all about systems. We talked about starting at the top, social media policy, purpose and goals. And now we're talking about the pages you'll run. So excited for you to learn. And I hope that you have picked up your book already. If you haven't, there's still time to grab it and dig in before the school year starts could be the best thing you do as far as getting inspiration and ideas to start off this new school year with a bang. So um, let's dig in. Before you meet Peg, I got a really important K-12 PR tip. Here it is. All right, I've got a special K-12 PR tip today. And because I like numbers and we have a whole chapter um, related to metrics and measurement and all of that for social media in my book, um, but I want to tell you that the most important re the most important metric, sorry, the most important metric that I believe you need to look at is drum roll, please, reach. I don't I, I mean, I want you to continue to grow your number of fans. Um, likes and loves and shares are great, okay? Engagement. Those pages can give you some kind of an engagement number. But what I really care about is how many people are we reaching? Um, because reach is driven by engagement. Reach is driven by how many followers you have. And it's driven by those likes, those comments, those shares. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the pages you'll run. I really would love for you to look at the metrics of the social media platforms that you're running and look at the reach. Look at the reach of each. If you are doing Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and Snapchat and TikTok and, and, and look at the reach per week, per month, put, put it in a common, common uh, time frame. The one that has the highest reach is the one that you should make sure you are spending the most time with. Okay. Uh, not rocket science there, but I am giving you permission that, hey, Sometimes we have so many metrics that we can focus on that it gets overwhelming and we get lost in it and we think we're doing really good because this number is high when it really doesn't mean anything because if you have a bunch of followers, 
if you have 10,000 followers on your Facebook page, but every week you're only reaching 10,000, it's not that good, guys. You should probably be reaching about three times, two times to three times the number of followers you have like on your Facebook page. So look at that reach. If you need more support, check out the book. We are here to help you. Social Media for Schools, you can get your copy now. But but now we are going to learn from Peg Mannion. So let's get to it. All right, I am excited for this short little mini episode to welcome Peg Mannion to the show. Hey, Peg. Hey, Andrea. You're episode one. You're like the you're like the the, <laughs> the, the goat, right? The original. OG. I don't know about that, but yeah, there you go. Not the, the goat by any stretch. The the OG. So <laughs> we're gonna talk a little bit about social media and running one district account for your district. But before we do that, Peg, would you introduce yourself and kind of describe your school a little bit? Sure. And thank you for having me. Um, so I'm Peg Mannion and I am the community relations coordinator in Glenbard High School District 87. And the name high school district is kind of important. I'm here in Illinois in the suburbs of Chicago. Illinois has a variety of structures for school districts. There are high school districts like ours. There are pre- K to 12 districts, and then there are pre-K 8 with just elementary schools. Um, so there's a variety of styles of districts here in Illinois. Um, so I'm in Glenbard, which is suburban Chicago. We have about just shy of 8,000 students in four high schools. And in Illinois, we are the third largest high school district in the state. It's different for those of you listening from other states. I know it seems a little different. Okay, awesome. So, but 8,000 students and four different high schools. Correct. And when it comes to social media, what pages are you managing on the district level? Um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay. So you got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for the district. You're mm-hmm. representing all four of those high schools. And you have made the conscious decision not to have those high schools have individual Facebook pages or do they have their own Instagram pages or Twitter accounts? How how does it all work? Lay it out for me. Sure, I'll break it down for you. Facebook, um, there is one Facebook page for Glenbard and it's it's a district account and it celebrates students and staff from all four high schools. Like right now, this time of year when we're recording this, we have students named National Merit Semifinalists right? So we have kids from all of our schools. They're all listed in one post. Um, So one Facebook account, Twitter and Instagram, a bit different. We have a variety of Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts. Let's talk Instagram for a sec. So for example, there's all sorts of accounts for um, a, a school's dance team or student council or a variety of sports, a variety of student clubs and activities. They are managed by employees. Students participate in providing content. For example, maybe they submit it through a Google Doc, right? And they get approval. And then the employee posts it on that school-related Instagram. Um, And then Twitter, it's a mix of individual accounts for individual employees and or class, you know, a biology class, for example, um, a a team sport, clubs and activities, Um, but individuals too, you know, that you could have a a social studies department chairperson 
talking about lessons that they're doing or professional development that individual is undergoing. Um, but going all the way back to Facebook, just one Facebook for the entire district. Okay. So like you, I'm talking to the ideal person right now, Peg, because this is like <laughs> what I preach, right? Because you have one district and you are pretty unique in that, you know, those individual high schools, I'm sure are competitors against each other, right? In sports. Periodically. They okay. they happen to be in three different conferences, Okay, um, but periodically their paths do cross in competition. Yeah. Which is great because it's friendly rivalry. Right. Um, but, but, you know, I often talk about, Hey, with Facebook, just stick to that one district account, that one voice, um, you know, as a parent of, uh, you know, kids, not, not applicable to your school, but where you have them in elementary, middle school, high school, and you're all of a sudden trying to follow all these pages, it can get really confusing Facebook, the one page, but I love how you have embraced Instagram, Twitter. Hey, if we want to have these other pages, this is a great place to share. I'm sure they got a lot of interaction. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, from your district perspective, I guess, what are some of the advantages to how you have chosen to lay it out? One of the advantages, and I'll go back to that um, National Merit semifinalists, for example, um, to post that information, and there's all sorts of accolades throughout the year. This is just one on my mind. Um, to post that information in one place, covering all schools that are affected, in this case, you know, all of them, avoids the challenge of, well, school A posted their stuff on their Facebook page. School B hasn't done it yet. They're going to do it tomorrow. School C doesn't have the information. You know, One-stop shopping. Just, just post it once and share it with all. Um, and there is crossover in our communities, too, because even though kids go to different high schools, perhaps they're in park district programs that overlap. You know, they're not in silos. It's it's a community that has um, overlap in where kids work, where they go to church, where they where their grade school was, where their park camp was, park district camp or something when they were a kid. So there is overlap um, and it's just more efficient. If if not if for no other reason, folks, it's more efficient. Have one. Yeah. And I can imagine when you think back to uh March 13th of 2020, you were mm -hmm. sure happy that you had one district Facebook page versus all of them. Right. Although fast forward a couple of years and now we follow the Andrea Gribble way and we use it to celebrate students and staff, not provide information. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother section of the book, uh, um, Peg. So that's pretty good of what to share and what not to share. Um, but no, that that's really good. Um, and and I love that you're celebrating everything. It makes it more efficient to you. Uh, you're able to have that consistent voice um, and, and sharing that out there. And then uh, those individual pages, I'm sure, still get a lot of interaction. What's your relationship with that aspect of all of the Twitter accounts, all the Instagram accounts, do you get involved? Do you follow some of those pages or how does that work? Um, yes, I do follow a variety of them. There's, as you might imagine, there's more than you can shake a stick at because, and yay for the, the students enthusiasm for it and the employees who are working with them. But I don't get involved in the sense of seeing the posts before it goes up um, that's managed at the school level. Um, but 
the um, some of the protocols we we work with in our schools, we have assistant principals for student services and they oversee clubs and activities. And we work with them early on to say, okay, here's some protocols to follow. For that example of, hey, you can have a takeover, say for Instagram, but you don't have the student have the password to that Instagram account. You have them submit it and it's worked well using Google Docs. They submit the graphic, they submit the text to accompany it and they're sending it to their club sponsor, um, say student council as an example the adult sponsor of that, hey, here's a submission. Is this okay? And then yay or nay, but helping the, the staff understand some of those protocols and, and those practices that are best for students and adults alike. Yeah. And I can imagine, just like you said with your merit scholar example, um, because many of the folks listening and, and thinking about this are like, oh, we need all these individual pages. And, and again, for really big districts, when you are like you're kind of at the magic number of 8,000, you know, when, if you have 30,000 students in your school yeah. district, you're probably going to have different Facebook pages. Okay. Right. Um, but uh, if you had each of the high schools that had each of their own Facebook pages, a couple of your schools peg would be rock stars. Right. Mm -hmm. And sure. a couple of them would post once a year. Right. And, and that's sure. just a challenge. Yeah, that's true in any organization. Right. Um, and we see it, you know, I use um, a, a direct communication a lot more with our e-newsletter, which goes out several times a week. Um, and the minute I post about one high school's upcoming fall theater production, I'll get an email or a phone call from the theater director at another, you know, another of our schools. Oh, and we're putting on such and such on this date. And will you publicize that? Sure. I, it, it, for those that are into it, it feeds that friendly competition of, well, what about us? Right. Um, so with social media, the same, you would have some folks that would do that and other folks who, for whatever reason there, that's just not their deal. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is with Facebook, that's where the most drama shows up. Would you agree? Yes, ma'am. So how many Facebook pages do you want out there Ugh. for your school district? Um, you kind of want the trained professional as in, you know, yourself, mm -hmm. uh, responsible for dealing with that. Right. Yes, yes, because we've all witnessed this in the past couple of years and nobody needs any more drama. So yeah. I would avoid that at all stakes. Yeah, so that is just one other reason. So, well, thanks for popping in, uh, Peg, for this quick little episode. Uh, Peg's story is going to be actually featured in the book and I hope you guys all check it out. Um, but uh, this is just one reason why you should really think about those pages that you run for your school. So thanks so much for joining us, Peg. You're welcome. Thanks for leading us in all this. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you learned a lot from this episode of the Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. If you did, pass it on to others who might need to hear it too. And if you want to hang out with me even more, check out my membership program. It's the best way to get the year-round support, inspiration, and training on the ever-changing world of social media. Find out more at socialschoolforedu.com. We'll see you next week.